Welcome back to Beards and Brews. Hey, if you haven't already, smack that subscribe button and ring that bell so you know when we have another one brewing. This week's movie is going to be The Fast and The Furious Tokyo Drift. Fellas, what'd you think? Skirt, skirt! <laughs> All right. I like the way you drift. Oh, Christ, you drift. man. I wasn't Fucking... sure if you were going to go Sling Blade with that, if you were going to go Nickelback. I like the pants around your feet. I don't know. Like, this whole movie, the main character is just basically Sandy from SpongeBob. Just, he's Texas. No, he is, uh, what's it called? Uh, Bama Boy. <laughs> Alabama Man. Bama Boy 69 at AOL.com. Bama Man. Oh, Black Betty, Bama Man. Look, this guy looks like a full-sized Wee Man. <laughs> he do. He totally does. And and on that note, this gentleman, whose name is Sean in the movie, he is the protagonist. He's the main character. Can we just talk about how this 40-year-old man's playing a 17-year-old? <laughs> well, there's that, but I was hoping we were going to talk about his fucking awful accent. Like, I looked it up. He's actually from Alabama, so he can i'm sure he can do like a legitimate southern or texan whatever accent but what he puts on in this movie is just like so overdone it's it's bad fellas that's just his voice he sounds exactly the same in every film he's in that's how is he, he in sounds. other films he's Has in he done other things? Oh, that's, <laughs> i didn't realize you were talking about the actual kid Shit, yeah that's I know that i'll have to go back and watch that movie again because i actually enjoyed it but man, like I absolutely agree. I feel like he never had a chance to like to say the lines the way he wanted to, because like in every fucking scene when he has a moment to say a few things that could be you know poignant, could be important as well, he's just like, yay, ha. Oh. <laughs> he's and so the director's like, like yes. Oh, we got it. He's so stiff with the dialogue. Through the whole thing, he's stiff with the dialogue. And with that accent, it just comes off as, like... Laughable? Man. Mentally handicapped? Mentally handicapped. (laughs) Like, that's... That's the raw way of saying what I was going to try and come up with a nice way of saying. Yeah, he's the kind of kid that just got sort of brushed his way through school. Maybe not full on, you know, R-word. But, uh... (laughs) So but, you're saying like those moments when Bow Wowers like, listen, you guys don't want to fight. You've heard about their magical strength. He ripped off Han's arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much the idea that I was coming to. Every time he talks, especially when he's talking to his dad, like in the second half of the movie. Oh, Lord. he comes off like I get straight up varsity blues. I don't want your life. I, Chandler, it sounds just like him. We're gonna get there, and man, oh man, me and Eric talked about it. But holy shit, the highlight of this movie for me involves his father and him. Whenever he comes home late, and he's oh, walking, yeah, away, and the dad's got the beer. So you think it's gonna be the Sean? Have you been drinking? And he spins him around. And he's like, Have you been racing? <laughs> like, does he smell it on him? He just has that musk of gasoline and disappointment. I guess I don't know. No, Daddy, I've been drifting. Sean, you smell like new car scent and not a real new car. The little tree. Burnt tires and patchouli. Patchouli. I could get down with that, actually. Smell like soap. Knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, like, the only thing we need to know about the beginning of this movie is we have an appearance by Brad from Home Alone. That's the oldest kid. No, you're thinking Brad from Home Improvement. Home Improvement. I'm uh, sorry. I yeah. I have already started drinking, so this is going to be a long <laughs> cast. Well, along those lines, we get a brief introduction of what it's like to go to high school in the United States. Boy, it's a fucking mess. Wherever they are, they got like all kinds of like uh, metal detectors, security, and he's walking in. You know, the Texas or whatever you call Bam Man. He's new. He's new. So he's got to make some friends. And how does he make friends? He hits on the quarterback's girlfriend. I didn't even know. Is this like his his first day, his first week, something? I thought he was just like, that's how things were. Uh, No, it's touched on briefly, like when he gets arrested, that, you know, they had been going town to town and this is like a new place. But like, who am I? Who am I to put plot in the way of this movie? You're right. Uh, But the uh, the quarterback's girlfriend is actually who I know as Jess from the O.C. Mm, What? Just say... He's getting out of school, and he's walking to the car, 
and the chick's sitting in his car, and she's like, I like your car. He's like, you my, my right. And if you couldn't understand what I'm saying, <laughs> it's because you can't understand what the fuck he's saying half the time. Like, I only rice for pink slips. He's basically just Forrest Gump through most of the movie. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, she's clearly about to make a scene because, you know, she's the girlfriend of the quarterback. And, you know, she's somewhere where she shouldn't be. And he's just like, damn, that's real nice. I like you in my car, but it's not the ride. It's the rider. And you're like, please kill him. Just fucking kill him. Put him <laughs> out of his stop. misery. I'm yeah. fine with it if you end the movie right here at like eight minutes and 50 seconds. That's like, fine. That's the end of the it's movie. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know when you're going to drift. Oh! <laughs> oh. Damn. Of course, fucking um, Tim Taylor's kid walks up. He's like, hey, bro. That's my girl. And then, well, the girlfriend is just like, well, why don't you race for me? Oh, she doesn't talk like that. Why don't you race for me? <laughs> this movie literally becomes a sex fucking film. Like, this is all about sex. Never once is he racing to do anything besides his line, I only race for pink slips. He only races for pink slits. Oh. You're right, though. Yeah, every time there is a woman involved. And this one is totally not not worth it at all. Neither is the other one with her fucking Wide Robert... face. What's, what's that fucking guy's name with the Z? Yeah, that's, uh, this is Robert Zadar's daughter. Uh, oh, I don't know who she, that is, but... She's a darling. <laughs> oh, that's bad. This is all bad. Like, the blonde at the beginning, she's whatever. Also, I'm always going to associate her as the character on the OC, so no. But the girl later, the, like, Australian, Japanese... I don't know what she is, but... Yeah, like, nobody can figure it out. It's so ambiguous. Whatever. Her face is too big for her face. (laughs) So, like, you know, Brad from Home Improvement's just like, you got a fucking stupid car. This is a Viper. Let's fucking race. (laughs) And they go to this dealership. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they go to this like construction area where they're like working on some suburb like a, or whatever. Yeah, it's like a like subdivision a... construction site. And of course, the entire place is just vacant, and they just zoom around for a little bit, and they race dirty, which I guess is like a little bit of a foreshadowing for later in the movie. Okay, I gotta point this out. They do this race right for the pink slit, and there's no predetermined race course. They're just nope. like meandering around this place. So like, it's over wins? when it's over. I guess, but, like, he's taking all sorts of, like, shortcuts like he would in Mario Kart and shit and just, like, crashing through houses and whatnot. Listen, it's over when the ba with the ba, the bang-da-dang, diggy-dee-dee-diggy-save-the-boogie-said-hump-jump-the-boogie's over. Damn, you ain't wrong. Well, he is a bit of a cowboy. Oh, it all comes back around. Then again, I think it's over when Brad from Home Improvement commits vehicular manslaughter and slams into this barrier, and I swear to God, dummy or not, whatever's in that car is fucking deceased. <laughs> it hits and then, so fucking hard. Yeah, and then uh, uh, old boy Sean, his car just like gently kind of rolls over a couple times. Gently, It'll be all right. What? He fu- it fucking he... disintegrates, and he has that sound that Goofy makes when he flies through the air, like, whoa! <laughs> You know, he, he, rolls, be dead too. he rolls more than the baby in fucking Kung Pao. Good God. I just thought just compared to the impact of the first car, I feel like his was a little bit more like, I don't know. He was just rolling on like flat ground or whatever. I just want to point out that it's an old Camaro that he had, mm-hmm. no roll cage, and he just shows up at the hospital with just like a little messed up eye and some bloody teeth. No fucking way. <laughs> you know, like, also... On that same note, want to bring up the fact that after he crashes, rolls 30 times, bounces <laughs> down a mountain, he's just sitting there like, huh. And did you guys notice the product placement in the middle of his rolling? Dude, no. The product placement in this movie is so fucking in your face, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the, the movie will stop for a whole 10 seconds and be like, hey, yo, man, I got some Snickers. I'm like, what? <laughs> but in this scene, he's like, you know, he's rolling this car, and it's just like slow motion, like bullet time. Oh, a the bottle Tabasco of Tabasco. God, that's so awful. I was just like, listen, is this how they funded the movie? All right, fine. Fine. Just fine. Next scene. Just come, Let's go. This, to me, is what blew my mind. At this point, you're thinking, maybe they're in college. Maybe anything. And then he's like, 
that's it. You're in trouble for all this destruction of property. You're lucky you're 17. And as soon as he said that, I fucking died. Yes, absolutely. There is no way this man is younger than 35. Honest. Yeah, like in the beginning of the movie, I definitely had, like I was written down, guys doing college stuff. Guy doing stuff to the back of the car in college. I just assumed this was like frats and shit. And then when we get down to it, that that guy's not in high school. Yeah, he's trying to be a young warthog. And I'm like, not with that hairline. Never. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, this is all just a vehicle winky face uh, just to get him to japan so his mom's had enough who it looks exactly like peggy from fucking married to children by the way she comes in is like oh i've had enough of you you're always getting us kicked out of town i'm gonna send you with your father and he's in just in japan just banging whores hey pop <laughs> well the mom's not too far away from that either you know that's how he gets to walk away from that situation i don't know if like that was just implied or if that's canon but you know, she's just like, well, isn't there some other way around this? And then the next scene, you yeah. see them both walking out of the, the room together. And he's just like adjusting his belt. And it's like, you can go. Oh, uh, well, like, Bray and I discussed that a little bit. Like, we thought that is what happened, but we, like, dismissed it. Yeah, that, that's 100% what I got from it. Oh, no. This is Forrest Gump. Fuck <laughs> me. He arrives in fucking Tokyo. Okay. He's never been to Tokyo, he doesn't speak Japanese, and he has zero issue getting from plane to the father's residence, and this is like reoccurring, they only reference him having trouble once. He goes to school on the first day, and he has trouble getting there. Uh-oh. And the rest of the time, he's a fucking genius at navigating this city. I mean, he's half a cowboy bebop, so whatever. <laughs> he's, just the, he's just the cow part. Uh, yeah, like, he only has problems when he has to use, like, public transportation. He just doesn't know how trains work. And apparently he had his entire life planned ahead. They already have him in boarding school. He has his uniform. He finds his way there eventually. Oh, he's in a rush. He doesn't know his way around. And he walks in, not a lick of Japanese, this man nope. knows, like Brady but said. And he just walks in, he's like, yeah, I, I'm sorry I'm late. You know, the fucking had to take the bus. Like, sit down and put on your goddamn wabaki. <laughs> <laughs> no, he walks in, and before all that happens, there's, like, a two-second, like, freeze frame on this girl that you've never met before that you know is going to be important for the rest of the movie. Can't we just call her Jaws? <laughs> Jaws? Fuck, <laughs> man. She bites hard. As in most movies with, like, a generic female protagonist, or not protagonist, but, like, a love interest, I just have her written down as hot girl. You know at the end of Big Trouble in Little China when that guy got really steamed when he got bloated? That kind of reminded me of her. Oh, yeah? Oh. So, there's a reoccurring theme all throughout this movie. Two, actually. Well, three. Number one, <laughs> bullies are bad. Number two, cars are good. Ooh. Number three... <laughs> Hippity hoppity, women are property. Hundred <laughs> percent. Every woman in this movie is just a sex object. There's not oh, one that is not a sex object. There's even a moment in the movie where it's like, like, why you gotta deal with her? Just like get yourself like five other Japanese women, like all the white fellas in this place. Sounds like I need to go to Japan. <laughs> he's there, and he's like, ooh, wabaki. And guess what? It's now lunchtime because fucking Japanese Billy Madison is just going to go to the lunchroom where they serve five-star cuisine. So if it's Billy Madison, what are they having, like, sloppy joes or whatever? And then, fucking, then like, a gross uh, cook comes by and is like, I, like, I know you kids like them extra sloppy. <laughs> sloppy joe, sloppy, sloppy joe. So it's like, you get to look at all this food. And it looks incredible it's all arranged everything's beautiful and everyone's just grabbing whatever and eating it and he sits down and little bow wow shows up out of nowhere he's like what up white boy you like this food it's like russian roulette you never know what you're gonna get for it's gonna what's up what's up what's up <laughs> yeah no it's it's pretty much exactly like that although the phrase that i heard was it's like the army don't ask don't tell that's how you know this is 2006 well, I mean, I think this is, like, if he's going to be Forrest Gump, this is, like, the early 2000s equivalent of, like, Bubba Gump. Oh. All right. 
All right. You no, got no, I'm on board. Drift cars. You got. That's so cool. Goes on about all the drifting. No, he's uh, like, you want a laptop? Uh, you want a cell phone? You want an iPod? You want these new Jordans? Because he tries to sell all of these things to him. It's like, hey, you're yeah. American. You like these things. He's like, I got these shoes even LeBron James couldn't get. You want? That's also how you know this is 2006, although that makes me feel real old. Well, I mean, like, character interactions in this movie are just real fucking weird. Like, nobody knows this guy. And Bow Wow walks up to him, tries to sell everything. He's like, no, I'm, I'm Texas. Leave me alone. And he's like, oh, man, you don't want to buy anything? I guess we're best friends now. Sorry, bud. <laughs> hey, you're American. We're automatically BFFs. And just conveniently the first person that he talks to i love that you know he's also into illegal street racing what are the odds dude can we discuss that he has a car in a gun cylinder revolving garage secret lab well i think that's like a japanese thing that's how they like consolidate space you can just put your car in like a fucking vending machine yeah pretty much but can we just discuss this car like you know, they hit it off. They talk about car stuff. You know, they're all buddy-buddy now. But Bow Wow's car is fucking embarrassing. It is. It's okay. this uh, fucking lime green Incredible Hulk mobile. But, like, it has all these embossed fists punching out of it all over the place. And when it backs out, I thought it was like a little fetus just kind of hanging out. Dude, I saw the car and the purple shag interior, and I was shook. Okay, Let's let's just discuss this super 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 quick because this will happen nine times in this movie. No shit. This is a perfect stranger. He's like, I'm driving. No, you're not. Yeah, I I have just met you. Uh, also, you're used to American roads. We drive on the other side of the street here. I guess that's what they do in the movie. I guess that's what they do. You don't know where we're going. There is no reason that I would ever let you drive. But since you're driving, take these tissues for when you come your pants. Oh, that's so cringe. I was just like... Real cringe. Okay. And along the same lines, they go to this, like, drift party, and they're hanging out, bumping elbows with all the illegal drifters. And, man, this is so bad. The way our boy, Alabama man, strikes a conversation with the Yakuza fella is just so fucking awful. Like, clearly he's out of his element, but he's just like, listen, y'all... I'm from Texas, and in Texas, fuck you. Then, like, he gets, like, this really whooshy camera moment, like he's about to, like, make out with the fella, and he gets right in his face. He's like, yeah. Jesus. He's like, okay. listen, we're going to race, but Tokyo Drift style. And everybody's like, what? Also, <sighs> also, I can still smell Cheetos on your breath. Do you have any? Because I have the munchies. Okay. He's like, you're the Justin Timberlake of Japan, and we're going to race because it's a free country. Can, can you fuck? believe? Yeah, can you believe that's like the Marty McFly chicken moment of this fucking movie? <laughs> hey, you look like Justin Timberlake. LOL, am I right, ladies? I guess Justin Timberlake, being called Justin Timberlake, was a lot more disrespectful back in 2006. <laughs> I was like... Did he just say my hair was ramen? <laughs> so fucking Luke Hang is there, and he's like, hey, kid, you can drive my car, and throws him some keys. And yeah. this is race for pink slit number two. Yeah, like, okay, this guy, uh, the guy that you just referred to as Luke Kang, yeah, looks like Luke Kang. His name is Han, and he is evidently friends with DK, who is the antagonist of this film the bad guy you you just see him and you're like oh yeah that's a bad guy and just as like a real quick thing he's also what ties this movie to all the rest of the movies like you know han is uh vin diesel's family is he actually in the other ones because i like i've seen the first one i hardly remember it haven't seen any of the others he sure is spoiler he's not in any after this one spoiler Spoiler that spoiler he kind of is oh really what I was going to say, spoilers, there's some on those cars. Uh, <laughs> dang, dude. That yeah. joke was better than anything this movie had to offer. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> so we get some vroom vroom to K-pop as fucking Alabama man wrecks this dude's $80,000 car all to shit. 
and we get our first cool scene of actual cars where you get to see this dude drift up a spiral parking garage and i was like oh man that's fucking cool yeah it looks fucking flawless i'm just like man they got some great stunt driving in this movie i can't wait to see more and then alabama man speaks again <laughs> and through all this alabama man uh <laughs> he sucks he he sucks yeah uh, they try to pl- okay okay brady and i discussed this earlier so if you're a gearhead if you're a petrol head you have a good idea of just all things cars like you you know you don't have to be an expert in too much in the ancillary stuff that's you know not quite up your alley but you know what things are this alabama dumbass he's like the people around here they drift and they drift hard he's like so uh what's drifting <laughs> Then uh, when he gets up there to actually race, he's like, I'm going to need a 30-second lesson on how to drift. Actual line. I'm telling yeah. you, that's an actual mm-hmm. line. Like, I am not going to defend this movie. Like, all the dialogue's terrible. Like, Awful. it's just there to service the scene in the most surface of ways. You know, he's got to say something. Did you hear the explanation? How do I do it? Pull the e-brake real hard. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> Dude, he fucking learned the lesson from Pixar's cars. Sometimes you need to turn left to turn right. Good is that, God. Is that a real line from Pixar's cars? Yes, it is. Because my Hudson Hornet. Because that's better than anything in this movie. Oh, Christ. Oh, okay. So all that happens. Uh, bad guy wins, you know, walks off with the girl, you know, do, 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 do. The next thing we know, the Yakuza guy's friend, by the way, bad guy's in Yakuza, uh, his friend shows up at, kind of, yeah, shows up at school and is like, hey, get in the car, uh, you know, I'm going to show you something. Yeah, isn't it, it's so fucking, I don't want to say contrived, but this movie is trying really hard for like Han to be almost like a brother figure to mm-hmm. uh, Bama Man. And there's no connection. He basically just saw this random fella at a party, and he's like, hey, I'd like to offer you a Han job. Hello! Yeah, hey, take take my car, go race my friend, and, uh, yeah, that's that's really it. There's nothing at all in it for me. Yeah. Why am I here? And, and like, his ultimatum, like, hey, like, you know, you don't have to pay back what you destroyed out of this car. I want you to go to this place. And I need you to get DJ Jazz whatever, like from Fresh Prince, from the sumo wrestler or whatever. Yeah, he has to go collect money from E Honda. By the way, despite all the beautiful women in this movie, this oh, guy no. has by far the biggest titties. <laughs> oh, now, see, man. you were focusing on the fat guy's titties, and I couldn't take my fucking eyes off of normal-sized wee man's fucking rug chest. <laughs> oh yeah, he's seventeen <laughs> with a fur coat that he wears under his clothes. Yeah, I Goodness. didn't. I didn't notice that at all. I was looking at uh, fucking Yokozuna titties. But they, <laughs> they, they do this a lot in the movie. They don't explain anything, and things get resolved. So he's like, "Hey, I need the money." Quick cut to him being thrown out, fully dressed in his regular clothes after being in a towel, and the fat dude coming out and throwing money at him. Yeah, what? I mean, ah, man, this movie is only an hour 40. Next. Uh, next is going to be the Japanese like arcade casino thing. Han takes him to uh, the Yakuza guy in there playing dominoes. And he's like, are you really a badass cowboy or do you just talk like one? <laughs> Bama man has like nothing cool to say. He's always he's actually actively trying to be a hard ass. But he just walks in this joint basically saying like, you know, back where I live, Domino's is pizza. And then he just leaves. Yeah, and he sees the girl again, and he's like, you're an army brat, and this, that, and the other. And at this uh, point in the movie, I was like, fucking goddamn, let's talk more drift. <laughs> no kidding. Because like they, they, like you said, they have a character moment where he kind of dresses her down. He's like, I know exactly who you are inside. You're just a lonely little girl who's never had a true home like me. Bam, a man. But it comes off so just fucking bland and mm-hmm. just like the shit was just pouring out of his mouth. That's all that line was. Like, I know you. You have no true home. Get with like, me. I'm no true home, man. Like aggressively bland, too. I, I feel like <laughs> for this guy who was like obviously trying to mack on this girl, at least to a certain degree, he comes off as like, 
I'm an asshole and I'm going to tell you that your life sucks. About right. And he's like, oh, what's after that? A NOS demo. Let's go fuck with some NOS. And he hits the NOS button in fucking Han whatever's car. And he's like, I'm glad you picked up on that. A lot of times during this movie where the camera cuts into like the cab and it's like a real hard close up of good old Bama Man's face, he cannot find one face to choose. He's like confused, <laughs> he's worried, sometimes elated. Like he's just like all smiles, like whoever else is in the car is just like, oh my god. It's but like he's having we... a manic episode every time it cuts inside the cab. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but as soon as we hit the NOS, we see a police car, and Han's just like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Police cars go fast. We go faster. They don't even try." I'm going like a hair. Yeah. <laughs> then after that line, you realize the movie's not even trying. It's like fuck for real. Seventeen-year-old, mind you, seventeen-year-old. He's already been to a Yakuza hideout. And now he's going to some fucking porn fucking bar where no one questions him. Where are the goddamn adults in this movie? Uh, it's, just, it's just his dad. It's, it's just, just dad and dad. he's drunk. Dad's at home telling him fucking horrible stories like, son, nails get hammered. <laughs> By the way, we haven't really talked about his dad. His dad is, you know, this Navy guy, super hard ass. Uh, he's like, you know, lights are off in 10. You got to be up at, you know, 6 o'clock or oh, 600 hours. Uh, train leaves at oh, 0700 hours. Don't be late. Uh, he, he, was he was like, hey, yeah. don't get in trouble, please. Here's your schedule. I'm going to go bang a whore. That's what I was going to say. He wasn't really a hard ass or anything. He was just like reluctant father. Like now, he did, he can he tell was... like he didn't really care. I think he was definitely trying to be a hard ass. He's like, lights off in 10. You know, uh, you live in my house. You live by my rules. You know, you're not going to go. I don't want to see you near a car. And then Bama Man's just like, your shirt says Navy. It's clearly gray. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking next bit is so ignorant. He sneaks out and he's with fucking Lou Kang. He's like, Lou, why do you drift? He's like, I drift because... This is my Mexico, and I've got money. <laughs> I want you around me. And he's like, I want you around me, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's like a, a fucking rules and fear speech about not looking back. And he's like, Dude, don't look back. Thing. Just drift in a circle around hot chicks, and they'll bang you. And he's like, all right. And please, I know I'm rambling. But no, that's that's all 100% right. Yeah. Is everything yeah, in Japan deserted? Rare. Because if they're on the streets, there's no fucking traffic. You guys know there's like 27 million people that live in the city of Tokyo. Dude, that's what I'm saying. And they're just fucking 100 miles an hour down the street with zero cars. And we get a fucking drift montage. <laughs> It's yeah, a montage. but it's like not even progressive. Like they do this thing where he's zooming around this little mountain and he comes to a complete stop. And then Han's just like, nope, not it. But they don't tell him what he's doing wrong. So for the next five minutes, he's doing the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, there's no it's... wax on wax off. Yeah, that's a reference to another another movie with a Japanese person. <laughs> like the entire instruction part of this montage is absolute horseshit. Imagine if you went for your driver's license and the teacher's like, nope, no, more. Go, go. Yeah, turn a little here. No, no, more, more. You're like, what the fuck? I think you just described uh, the one time I tried to take a, uh, a, fuck, a salsa lesson. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happened because it was in Spanish. I thought you were talking about making some salsa. I was like, yeah, no, me too. I was no, like, salsa dancing. Fuck? I tried it once. It was terrible. Oh, my Dios. Puta madre. Puta madre. <laughs> Tostito sponsorous. Oh, shit. But, okay, he's drifting for like five minutes, and suddenly he's drifting up the ramp, just like mm. fucking DK yeah. Donkey Kong was, to beat <laughs> the bully guy. And the bully guy's like, no! And now he's drifting on a date with the chick and you can't tell who's driving until three-fourths of the way through this fucking scene well it's two things one because we're not used to people being on the opposite side of of the car and two man this movie is shot like a real shitty music video when it's not careful goodness 
He's yes. just whipping around, cutting to places that doesn't need to be. It's like outside, inside, outside, inside, outside, inside. There's so many cuts. It's like, like, let me look at this for one fucking like frame of the shot. And that's all you get before it's to another thing. It's so many different camera angles in such a short period of time. Yeah. I feel really sorry if anybody with epilepsy watched this. Brady might get this, but like after that whole like bunch of cuts, it, I was very taken aback. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a Liam Neeson reference because they take like 20 cuts to have him jump a fence. Oh, here's something that we haven't mentioned yet. They use CG quite a bit for these fucking cars and goddamn, does it look bad. It does. Yeah. Like mm. I, I wasn't expecting that, but first time I saw like a car that was getting like smashed up a little bit and I could just tell like, that's not real. That's CGI. And it doesn't look good. Because like the rest of the stunts with real cars look fantastic. I am thoroughly impressed with some of the stuff in this movie. And then it's just like, oh, that's, that's Gran Turismo. Oh, yes. It is like fucking... <laughs> PS2 Gran Turismo after you like beat the race and watch it back in cinematic mode. Yeah, actually, I have a Gran Turismo reference too, but I was hoping like I know they're on like six now. Have they made a race that is this mountain course yet? Because I'd, I'd kind of be down for that actually. Gran Turismo, get at us. Anyways, he gets in trouble for fucking racing with old girl. And he gets a Yakuza beatdown. And, dude, I guess I started laughing so hard because little Bow Wow's sitting there like, oh, no. And one of the bad guys fucking spits on him. And it's a huge fucking loogie. And it's like, whap. And the way he gets beaten is, like, really, really hard. Like, through this entire movie, he's trying to front, you know, like, unsuccessfully, of course. But, like, he gets his shit pushed in fucking immediately. That's yeah, a fact. How, how this all came about was, like... Him and the girl, uh, it, uh, they're sitting in class on their laptops, and you see, like, AOL Instant Messenger pop up, because this is 2006, and it's like, how come I never see you drift from Bama Boy 69 or something like that? <laughs> That's his yeah. actual username, guys. Goodness. There's no way that username's not taken. I just can't get over the fact, like, he's asking, like, the girl that he's interested in is like, Hey, let me see you drift. I mean, fucking, I don't know. That's not even, that's not even second base. Did drift them pussy lips apart for me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, he, he gets a beat down. We get this classic line. Stay away from her or the only thing you'll be driving is a wheelchair. Ooh, it's bad. Dang, dude. They're going to call you hover around. <laughs> it's bad. The dialogue is bad. So he gets beat up. And fucking giant chin girl goes to Yakuza boyfriend, DK, and is like, it's over because you beat up this guy. And he has two half-naked women sitting on his lap. It's over because he hit this guy, not because he's clearly fucking these other two women. We have that another classic line, but this is an actual classic line, but not from this movie. We're not so different, you and I. And I have no idea oh, why no. he said that. I think whoever wrote this movie watched Austin Powers the night before. Like, I've got to use something. <laughs> yeah, but somewhere in there, he calls her and her, her dead mom a whore. And it's just like, <laughs> no, we're not over because I say we're not over. Oh, man. All this awful acting makes me want to drink. The beer that I have today for this movie is Sapporo. It's uh, the most sold beer in all of Japan. Uh, although I think this beer was actually made in Canada, so it might be slightly better than usual. So this is pretty much a, a classic, like, pale golden lager, you know, not too different from Budweiser, Coors, Miller, any of those, like, full-flavored American lagers. Definitely the biggest thing that you get right away is corn, which corn as an adjunct is used for all kinds of, like, the, the regular American lagers, but also in like Mexican style lagers. But yeah, I don't really know a whole lot to say about this. It tastes like your kind of generic American macro lager. It's not bad. It's not, it wouldn't be the worst of those if this was an American, but I definitely think there is a time and a place for one of these, you know, golden pale lagers that are just drinkable, but don't really taste very good. I'm fine <laughs> with it. No, I mean, it's 
it's quenching, it's refreshing, it does what it's supposed to do. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It is for sure a beer. It's the equivalent of this movie. Is it good? It's a movie. Is it good? It's a beer. 100%. This is a beer as much as this film was a movie. Oh, Excellent. Coming back from that, uh, we get introduced to one of the big, big characters here that's supposed to be so fucking important, and that's Mr. Don Yakuza. He shows Mm -hmm. up to uh, frown and speak down to his son... Nephew, ne- nephew, nephew, yeah, nephew, yeah. and read him the hungry caterpillar. <laughs> Uncle, oh no, <laughs> please no, no. Uh, but yeah, he shows up at uh, little Yakuza's crib and is like, "Hey, <laughs> Yakuza. hey your, Yakuza. your partner's stealing from us." And DK is just like, "No, I would know if he was." Uh, then flash cut to his high-tech garage with like 20 cars, a million tools, and just bitches galore. Yeah, he's just taking something off the top. This dude is fucking more stacked than Tony Stark. And he Good rolls guess. up and he's like, Han, you stole from me. You my brother. <laughs> is that a spanking? Was he spanking his, his ass there? Is that what that yeah, was? he was. Because then he pulls out a gun. There's a fight, but not a gunfight. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. He brought a fist to a gunfight. And, and won. won. I guess. Yeah, like a lot of, there's a lot of guess at the <laughs> moment. Like, whatever, whatever, they get into a high speed car chase. This is what we want to see. Yeah, the, except yeah. For, except for, this is the Fast and Furious, and uh, this guy goes out, much like our good friend Paul Walker. By the way, can we get a sit rep and old walker over there? Yeah, give me one sec. Let me let me check on him. <laughs> Looks like the last place he checked in was some celebrity cemetery. Oh, good, good. Not going anywhere. Okay. But, okay, I will say, all right, if there was a high point to this film for me, it's during this scene, this, this little race scene, where they're actually racing through, like, some city streets that are definitely way more empty than they should be until you get... To this point where the cars just sort of part this crowd of people you think you're you think they're gonna run right into them but they part this crowd of people like the red sea the fucking red sea as they drift around this corner this is when you know the movie was just like full of itself like this is this is art this is fantastic it goes from real loud to not so loud yeah, this movie is filled with a whole lot of uh, Dance Dance Revolution remixes. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, you got Ba with the Ba. Aside from that, it's all DDR music. I, I don't know that every song was on the game's DDR, but it's pretty much the same thing. So back to Fast and the Furious Dance Revolution. They're just whipping around these streets like crazy, avoiding absolutely everything like it's almost comical but impressive at the same time like you have these stunt drivers out there just doing their best and then unfortunately the movie has to cut to the driver's seat and you got old fucking sling blade just going (laughs) with a really dumb face it it took an hour and 10 minutes for this movie to finally be both fast and furious (laughs) you're not wrong that's 100% right but like right here is when it's at its peak to me of course, because you, you get what the movie has been trying to schlep to you the whole time. You know, fast cars, fast women. We're finally in a position where both are here. So Han gets smashed. Fucking old dude drives home with the bad guy DK chasing him. DK gets out, pulls a gun. Guess who saves him? Reluctant dad. No, they don't drive home. They leave the cars there. They're like, shit. We have to take the subway now. Oh, and that's how no. they get back to his house. We suck again. Yeah. But Brady's right. He saunters back to his dad's place. He's like, oh, no. And I can't believe Ham's dead. Oh, what are we going to do? And then the accuser show up. He's like, listen, Ham's dead and you're going to be dead. But then dad has a gun, saves his life. Now we have a Japanese standoff. <laughs> and I guess at, uh, in that kind of standoff, a Japanese standoff, it's just like the guy with the gun pointed on him wins because the girl went with him. Yeah, like, to, to keep the problems from happening more, I guess. I don't understand these rules. Anytime I've had a regular American standoff, if I don't have a gun <laughs> pointed at me, I win. 
I don't uh, I see you've played Gunny Spoonie. <laughs> Wait, can we can we quickly just talk about Han's death? Because he's kind of a crucial, important person in this movie. He's like mm-hmm. third most important. He flips his car, whatever, and it catches on fire, and no one at all tries to save him. It's just like, well, he's fucked. Listen, man, the car was like immediately on fire and I too would be like, dude, that shit's going to explode. Well, like, I feel like it immediately just already exploded. And then it's just like normal fire. Like you could, you could do something, something like that. You've only known the guy two days. I get it. Dude, what they did was just fucking 86, the whole situation. (laughs) Just like, you know what? Fuck him. Well, they had to save some time for great dialogue. Like. Damn. Okay. I did this. I gotta do this for the Liu Kang. <laughs> I'm responsible for my mess. Don't you understand that? I don't want. Oh your my life. god! And the dad retorts with the worst line in the whole movie because there's no context, no anything, and it has nothing to do with what he was trying to teach his kid this entire time. And like as he's walking away, he's like, "Boy." At least you're not making the same mistakes as me. You're making some mistakes, but, you know, at least they're not completely lining up the same. Hard cut to the final race. <laughs> yes. Okay, the the first thing we need to talk about... One, did you guys know that Bow Wow's name in this movie, his character name, is Twink? Yep. Why would you do that? Why would you agree to that? Why would you write that? Twink? Well, it was short for Twinkie. Regardless, why? Especially in Japan. Okay, all right, let's move on. Okay, so his next decision (laughs) is, I should visit his uncle. Okay. He goes and sees Don Yakuza. And this is the dumbest shit, because all he's done is drift for, like, what? Let's let's be generous. He's been in Japan a week. Generous. Yeah, I'm saying two, three days. Yeah, we discussed this earlier. Like, I'm really getting tired of movies that take place in like a four day period because this fucking makes no sense. And he has the balls to walk up to Mr. Yakuza. He's like, listen, fella, I know me and your nephew, we don't quite get along because I want to bang his broad. But hey, <laughs> I'll race you for it. <laughs> Dude, four days. He now speaks Japanese fluently. <laughs> Fucking Bow Wow, the whole reason he's going there is like Bow Wow has the stash of cash that Han was stealing from the Yakuza, I guess, and he was going to give it back to him. Bruh, bruh, go like Steve Miller Band. Take the money and run. Fuck the girl. Get out of there. You can go anywhere with that cash. He goes the opposite Steve Miller way. He's just a space cowboy. He is certainly not. The gangster of love. I liked how his resolution for all this was a WCW loser leaves town match. Is this for custody of Vin Diesel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. Skin people. Uh, he shaves his head, looks like a grown ass baby man. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, but yeah, yeah he, he, like, he takes the money to Uncle and is like, hey, let's let's do one race, loser has to leave. Yeah, it's all just nonsensical, but like this is what this is the vehicle the movie chooses to give us more vehicle action. This and is exactly gets, where we expected to be when we started the movie. And we only have ten minutes left. Let's use them wisely. <laughs> nope. Uh we're gonna race down <laughs> literally DK Mountain. Yep. And what's he gonna drive? Well, they went back to uh, Han's garage and the cops repossessed like all of the cars because they can do I don't know except for the busted ass vehicle that Han was driving at the beginning they took the engine out of that and they put it in what is this it's a legally distinct horse car (laughs) it used to be a a Ford Mustang it's not anymore it's a thoroughbred (laughs) there you go it, yeah, it's like an old Mustang fastback. It's very reminiscent of like Eleanor TM from Gone in 60 Seconds, but it's like blue with white stripes. And they put a non-V8 engine into it and they give us some fancy wheels, whatever. I guess it's almost like, I don't know. I don't want to say the movie's trying to be smart. It's not. But <laughs> the whole time in the beginning where he's like, all I do is drag race. What's a drift? 
And like he's using American cars to do that, so they put a Japanese engine in an American car as like a little bridge between the two. And oh yeah. no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, they they drop a what is it a Nissan engine into this legally ambiguous sports car, which yeah, is definitely so like, like a, a like a '68 nice, Mustang. Got you a nice Husqvarna in there, you know. Got a leaf blower ex- uh, exhaust. <laughs> this is the final race. Number one, it's filmed extremely dark. Number two, the camera is in the cab most of the time. Number when two, this whole cab, movie is number two. Oh. When it's not in the cab, it's a top-down view of CGI cars. And, man, it looks fucking terrible as he keeps trying to throw him off Rainbow Road. It's hard to even describe because you have, you have DK who throughout this entire movie has only expressed one emotion, and that's been, like, cold malice. And now he's driving, and it keeps cutting to the outside of the car, to the inside of the car, and every time he's in there, it's literally, like, click, 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 click of him either looking determined or laughing maniacally. So many fucking cuts, too. Like, that's the big qualm for me is like, man, let me see what's going on. It click, 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 click. So many different camera angles. Just, man, leave it alone. You really want to see the car stuff. I'll say it again. It is impressive. When it's real and there's stunt driving, the drifts are great. The driving's great. There's a lot of actual tension being built. And then you have like CG cars and all those cuts that you mentioned. And you're like, listen, enough. But this results in, you know, some back and forth, a little push here, there. Uh, DK turns that, what is that, a Supra into a Dodge Ram and tries to (laughs) bowl him over. Inevitably, we end up DK going down his mountain and just in time for what's his name to sort of finish the race i don't know that they had a set finish line again i think they did they were at the bottom of the hill that's where the yakuza man was and that's where like everybody was filming with their old nokias and man this win quote unquote is so undeserved clearly this man is a better driver clearly (laughs) he's in a place where he excels and the only reason why he does not is because he got a little greedy and he basically rolled his own car that's it and you mentioned that like they keep snapping back and forth to the crowd like the gallery is watching all of this go down on their flip phones it's like they they all have like shitty nokias or motorola razors or whatever they would have been cool in 2006 but my question is where is the camera that is filming all of this if they're watching it if they are live streaming this where's the camera that is watching the dashboard cam Oh, man, no wonder we got so many shots of Bama Man's ugly face as he's trying to turn a corner. He just has his tongue out and everything's... Can we we discuss just for a moment the horror movie trope that they put in right at the end? You're talking about like when they get a nice zoom in on Alabama Man's face and he's like, ha ha, e-break, e-break, e-break forever. Yes. No, it's the part whenever uh, fucking old boy DK rolls the car and Alabama man's getting ready to cross the finish line. And like the, yeah. de- like the monster coming back from the dead, it's like, wow, 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 wow. And like the car comes flying in front of him and they look at each other upside down for a moment. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm glad they inserted that shot of him like being okay. Because like, I absolutely thought that the Yakuza man just saw his nephew just get splattered all over that freeway. <laughs> and I feel like he would have been okay with it um oh, he just well, he just walks up to the wreckage dishonor on you dishonor on your family 100 percent. you say you think he would have been okay with it that brings me to the end of the film alabama man wins don quixote walks over and he's like hey man you're free and then he turns around and smiles as he walks away to why is he fucking smiling um i don't, I don't know they're family I... now <sighs> They're family. Like, like they're they're brothers. They're family. I'm I'm a little bit confused <laughs> about like why wasn't he free in the first place? Like what mm. what was the yakuza doing that was stopping him from doing anything? Go about your life. Han was dead. Han was the only person that he owned owed anything to, and that's just because he broke his car. 
Well, you well, see, after knowing someone for a total of three days, you're family. This is for family. I guess. This, well, The Han race had... at the end was for family, because Han was family. I don't know. But there's some more DDR music, and then we get some more of Han's family that, that shows up at the end. There's, uh, there's a new guy who wants to race. He said he knew Han, and he was family. Dang, dude. And guess what? Here's your big fucking reveal. And he pulls up next to him, and it's Vin Diesel wearing so much goddamn makeup. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to look like 10 years younger. Dude. Vin Diesel. More like Vinny D's nuts. <laughs> I don't know. It's so but fucking like, bad. It's like, it's an awkward moment, but like, you do see Vin Diesel, and you're like, man, Vin Diesel is just a way better actor. And even though every line that he is spews he... out right at the end is fucking hot garbage, he just delivers it in a way where he's just like, all right, okay, all right. Is Vin Diesel a better actor? Everything that I've heard him speak in any movie is pretty much on par with everything I heard in this movie. I literally just watched an hour and a half of Sling Blade turning corners. <laughs> like, enough, okay? <laughs> Vin Diesel's better. So what's your guys' final thoughts on this? Well, personally, it's real dumb. Just like real basic level stupidity is what runs in the veins of this movie. And not gasoline or nitrous. Fuck, man. Like, when the cars finally get a chance to, like, swerve around corners and do cool shit, I'm excited. It's good stuff. This is actually... This entire series is filled with wonderful, wonderful stunt work. Everything else in the middle, everything that holds this thing together is god-awful. Like, the acting, the setup... Just how everything falls in the place just does not work. And you get a Vin Diesel cameo. Okay. This is one of the absolute worst films I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> but I was so oddly entertained that I don't know what to say. It's got the worst dialogue and the most disconjointed plot. But I loved watching some of it now mind you i was very very much so in an altered state and not watching this for entertainment i was more watching it for like ha 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 i'm gonna tear this movie apart and i ended up laughing a fucking lot so i guess mission accomplished you guys this movie is not good the dialogue is terrible there are some cool scenes like we've mentioned, especially like the cool driving racing scenes, there's a couple of them, but the ones that aren't ruined by so many overdone flash cuts amounts to maybe like five minutes of the whole runtime. So this does not get a pass from me. I agree. This is a terrible movie. I would rather watch what we did last week, Godzilla, a hundred times over than watch this again. Well, there you go. That's a lot of fish. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below. <laughs> Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons, too. Uh, hit the little bell icon so you know next time we got another one brewing. Get out there and follow us on all of our social media. We got all that shit. We got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. We're on YouTube. We got the Apple Podcast. We got the Spotify, thanks to the Anchor app. Fucking get at us, bro. We got an amazing administrator constantly making new shit and throwing it out there for y'all. Give us a shot. If you don't, we'll get some fucking sling blade reject to come around and be like, I like the way you drift. Drift biscuits. French <laughs> drift biscuits.